Food is so much more than just fuel. Keep things simple. That goes for training and diet. Chips, cheese and hummus, you should try it. Don't take this stuff too seriously. Balance is just really not sexy. Eat plenty of fruit and veg. It's not rocket science. Having a six pack is just totally not worth it. That's a lie for a start. <laughs> <laughs> Walking every day has to be one of the best things you can do. Honestly, I hear this shit on a daily basis. Nobody got fat from eating too much fruit. Green peppers to rank. I do like a Snickers. Just be honest with yourself. Have you tried the Aldi milk no. chocolate? <laughs> the answer is no. Honestly, if you're struggling, just ask for help. In most of my consultations, I actually don't talk about food. No, Diet Coke doesn't cause cancer. Sometimes you have to think about the effort versus the reward. Calorie deficits are boring, but they work. Oh my God, my gran used to take me to Wimpy. It's never too late to start lifting weights. You can take your Manuka honey and shove it up your... <laughs> Made me die. <laughs> 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 all, this is going, all this is going on as well. Welcome to episode 61 of the Not Another Fitness podcast. You are with myself, Amy Rambo, Rammers, Ramshead, Ramshead, just Ramshead, and over on Zoom in tropical conditions <laughs> it's my co-host andy andy do you have it written on the bottom of your shoe like like woody did in toy story no i don't Aww. i did have the only time i've had something written on the bottom of my shoe is when my best man wrote help on, on my <laughs> wedding day so when i knelt down that's what everyone could see <laughs> that is brilliant did you know he did that nope was everyone laughing yep <laughs> well the ones at the front who could see um yeah nice touch. shout out to limp cheers buddy for that that was that uh, is brilliant yeah that was a bit of a uh that was a, that was a mad morning that the one of the wedding um we're in like a quite an old little kind of like cottage lodge type setup like me and the groomsmen um i was having a shower i could hear all this commotion you were gonna say something else well just you keep your thoughts to yourself for a minute um i was having a shower i could hear all this commotion like running upstairs like shouting my name and i was like what's going on here and the it was leaking downstairs into the uh, into the kitchen so that so that was good that was great I came down for breakfast all the food had been burnt all the nice pastries oh no <laughs> yeah it was great a really relaxing start to the day oh love there was also a, a one moment where you know when um, something bad's happened and like people are whispering and they're trying not to let you know because they don't yeah. want to like freak you out. Everyone was kind of getting ready, um, and I was like, oh, "Come on, Tim, uh, get your suit on, mate. We've got to be going soon." And he's like, "Yeah, we're going to tell you this, but um, I forgot my trousers." <laughs> so <laughs> he had to call up his missus, who had to drive like an absolute maniac to get to the uh, to get to the venue. <laughs> so yeah yeah it's good it's good fun Aww. last last wedding tip before you um my other groomsman had not he said he tried on the suit he hadn't and when he put the trousers on i mean he's only a small fella i think he'd got i don't know i mean you could barely see his shoes the trousers were so long oh brilliant <laughs> yeah Typical man thing to do that that'll be fine they'll fit <laughs> that was exactly what he'd done yeah. Yeah, it looks all right It'd be great looks all right zipped up in that case that'll be fine 
Oh, I love your photos of your wedding day when I, whenever I come over to your house because it just looks like you're just all having a really, really fun time. And then every so often there's this really like intense one of you and Sarah. And I'm like, yeah, that's the, that it's just not you at all. They're the hardest ones to pose for, right? Because we when the, when the photographer was like, oh, how, like, how do you want to set it up? And I was like, no offense, Chris. Um, but I was like, I basically don't want to know you're there. I was yeah. like, just go around, snap away kind of candid shots of that because they're always the best ones. Yeah, they are. And he was like, oh, and I was like, obviously, yeah, one of me and Sarah would be nice. So there was, we, we didn't do too many of them though, like, deli- like deliberately, because um, otherwise it's just, it's just a bit much. Like, I really wanted to keep, like, you know, the formal photos, I really wanted to keep them to like a bare minimum because, um, yeah, otherwise it just it gets out of control. Yeah. I think that's the whole reason like Jack and I wouldn't have a wedding just because he would hate it hates being center of attention he would hate it yeah it is it is a funny one I mean I'm like I'm a bit of a kind of uh textbook introvert so everyone yeah. looking at you and not like, walking into the room like I was glad when Sarah arrived because it took the pressure off me yeah <laughs> that's the only good thing being the groom yeah. <laughs> yeah. everyone's looking at the bride so it's like ah oh, nice what well says I to my I'd rescue be... again yeah <laughs> I think I'd be all right with it <laughs> just like catching glimpses of yourself looking good looking good in this dress no to be honest i'd probably be like oh god my arms look massive <laughs> why am i more feminine <laughs> oh it's good fun though it is good fun that was it it was a good it was a good day it's a good yeah exactly it's all about the party afterwards that's where everyone's turning up by the way oh exactly barring like parents and 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 like really close friends everyone else is like will the bar be free this evening yeah (laughs) yes definitely don't take that bottle of wine off the table i haven't finished with that yet you can just just keep them coming there's always that one person isn't there that kind of goes around all the tables afterwards going oh there's a bit in that oh there's a bit in that yeah mind sweeping we call that (laughs) absolute filth (laughs) love that love that anyway mate um wedding chat aside there's the first tangent of the pod straight in at the start how do we get how do we get onto that oh the shoes yeah the shoes shoes Um, yeah the shoes um so what are we talking about today (gasps) a couple of topics haven't we why are you laughing? Find a pound for every time one of us has asked the other one that question. Usually the night before the pod. The night before is generous, I would say. Normally no. 50, 15 minutes before we start no. recording. Don't tell the listeners. <laughs> Sorry if I ruined the magic again. I think that's a pretty well-established fact. I mean, I think we've got a bit lazy with the old guests coming on, bringing all the knowledge, and then suddenly me and you sit here and we're like, oh, fucking hell, what are we going to say? You know what though like sometimes i think in this industry you have things that just stick out at like a sore thumb and you're like we have to talk about that um the program ones are really good but unfortunately you do have to watch the program you have a baby um i also have a very busy life and i actually genuinely don't watch a lot of television so it's actually it has to be conscious for me to sit down and watch something so they they are on the list um but then sometimes we have weeks where we're like musings you know just musings and there's things that crop up from conversations that we have either with each other or clients or colleagues and this is kind of one of those weeks and that's fine that's how life works yeah and we do we are going to watch that um what's the program called rambo feeding our children what are we feeding our children but we have to both watch that 
Yeah. Because I feel like it's going to be an emotive one and we want to at least do a, do a token bit of research on it. At least watch it. Yeah. And especially seeing as you have a child and I don't. So it might be really different opinions as well. Um, although that very rarely happens. We have differences of opinion. But, you know. I think I think we'll be there or thereabouts with it, but I'm, I, I've got no idea what that program is, like how they're pitching it at all. So I was yeah, talking be... to one of my clients about it today. Um, it's not what I expected, so I think yeah, it's definitely worth a watch, and it'll be definitely one we'll be doing in the future for sure. So, cool. Um, couple of weeks. How have you been, mate? Before we get into the uh, into the topic at hand, how's oh, that's things? That's very nice of you. Is that a filler question? <laughs> no, I was. Do you know what? What I actually wanted to get you talking about was uh, what you're going to do after the pod recording. I was, te- <laughs> I was teeing you up for that. Thanks. Um, I'm good, thank you. I'm very good. I'm actually um, going on holiday. I say holiday. Um, well, this is this holiday has kind of changed about like, three times. So this. Well, next week is my birthday for a start. So I was actually planning on taking my mum on holiday next week. We were going to go to Turkey. I don't know if anyone knows, but there's been a bit of a pandemic. So we're not doing that. What is Turkey? So, is that the red list? Is that like that? We got there in September and I was like, oh, this is great. I'll bring mum here for my birthday in June. It'll be fine by then. Thankfully, we didn't book anything. Um, but so then it was just, oh, I'll just come up to visit her in the Cotswolds and maybe we'll go to Blackpool. Blackpool is a really nostalgic place for us. We went there every weekend, every year when I was um, once a once a year, every year when I was growing up. So we have a lot of lovely memories there. Um, so we were going to go there to visit again. Um, and then obviously this Indian variant, we were like, mm, just because we can go, probably shouldn't really. So just erring on the side of caution. So I'm now just going to stay with her for a week, which will be nice. So on the wind down, um, today's been lovely. I've had crystal healing therapy with one of my lovely friends, Beverly, who is training to be a crystal healer. But we always do it on a Thursday and Thursday I'm up at 5 a.m. So basically for me, I just pay her to have a nap, which is awesome. <laughs> she puts some crystals on me and I fall asleep to some music. And then after this, I'm going for a float retreat in a saltwater pod um, for an hour. So I'm doing all these lovely things. Jack's away. He's actually in Holland on a business trip. Um, so I'm like, right what can I do with my evenings? Um, and I'm going to have a float retreat. So this is, yeah, I will report back next week. You have one as well, but you haven't booked yours in yet. So. I have not. And I've never been on one either. Mm-hmm. And when I was trying to explain to, I, was ta- I don't know how this comes in conversation with a client. My client was like, what, what is that? What are you talking about? That can't be what it is. And I'm like, no, it is. You get in a little pod. Like yeah. I was like, think like, like a sunbed, but yeah not um with a bit of water in and you just kind of float there and have a sleep or just relax but like i said to you just before we started recording i think i watch too many crime shows because to me it sounds like (laughs) you think you're gonna get stuck in there someone's like the body in the float pod like i think (laughs) i'm gonna get found like five days later my my skin's all like emancipated and like been murdered or something so i kind of i don't really like being I have on my own in darkened places. So I hope I can actually relax. I might just go a bit pruny. Imagine if you're just in there stressed for the entire hour. How do you feel? Is it an hour? Um, yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't know. That's a long time to be in a pod. I don't know. I can't be in a bath for an hour. What if I need a wee? Well, I can't you're in a, piss you're in, in a, it. You're in a, you're in a bath, mate. 
oh mate what if i need a wee that's gonna stress me out now well there you go so i've just made it a potentially stressful situation even worse there sorry oh, mate it's supposed I, to be relaxing I, I thought it was i thought it was an ad genuinely i was talking to steph about it earlier i'm sure she said that maybe it is <laughs> oh i'll need it can't be longer than that because i need to get home for dinner i'll, I'll have to get food anxiety <laughs> Oh, God, this is not good. I can't imagine you just sitting chilling out in a float tank, just mind going 100 miles an hour thinking about stuff. I'll be I'll be client programming. I'll be like, what should I do with this client next week? And oh, and he's, he needs to work on that. And now I've got this imbalance with this person. You normally use the pronated grip with that variant of exercise. <laughs> Don't even joke, mate. Those questions keep me awake at night. <laughs> you need a float tank. That's what you need. Or I'll be like, oh, I saw Rich doing this with his client earlier. Maybe I should be teaching like that. Like, honestly, like these are the things that freak me out. I can't wait to get your feedback on it just to see what you uh, see what you think. I you might become a a, might become a regular, mate. Yeah, I might have a lovely time. More more up my street was the mountain biking we did at Thetford Forest on thir- <laughs> on Sunday. That was incredible. Like screaming, going down a, a hill, like doing a, a hand, handbrake turn with a bike, going. Ah! When, when was, was this? That was on Sunday. Uh, yeah, that was Bank Holiday weekend on Sunday. We went oh, to nice. um, went to Thetford Forest with uh, uh, my best friend and her boyfriend, and we uh, we got hired mountain bikes. So anyone in that in the area, I would definitely recommend. It was honestly the most fun. Took a picnic, had a pizza afterwards. It was brilliant. That's it. Just get that food in there somewhere. Nice. Uh, but like honestly, the bike the bike in itself was brilliant brilliant and they got different trails for different abilities as well so like um yeah we just did the like medium trail boys were off the boys were absolutely (laughs) off but the bikes were really good like i've never ridden a mountain bike like that it was really good really light suspension really good like just good fun love it mate yeah how are you anyway i spoke about myself for like 20 minutes I, I just wanted to talk about the float tank, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. I've got nothing um, nothing exciting on, mate, really. Like, no, I'm kind of crossing my fingers that uh, that our holiday still goes ahead. I'm kind of mm. like holding out a slim bit of hope. Where and when? It's not until September. So we're, we're supposed to be going to New England, like flying into Boston, um, taking the little man with us as well. Um, if I was a betting man, which I am, I would say it's not going to happen. But um, I don't know. America are doing pretty. America are doing pretty well with the um, mm. with the vaccine. So. I just don't know if I want to get on a plane. Yeah. yeah. Our our holidays this year are my holidays are the Cotswolds. We're gonna to get to Scotland as well in July for a. It's gonna be like two or three nights to be honest. Then there's Oldborough. We oh, I haven't told you, but a weekend in Oldborough by the good, seaside. Just good for, shout. Just for me and Jay Pizzle, and then Devon with the girls girls trip for a week i think you'll be safe with those three exactly and anything else i'm like i'm pretty happy just explore the country i i you know what we're very very lucky living here we're very lucky in this small island we call great britain (laughs) (laughs) very nice there's rambo's advertisement for the tourist board this week (laughs) Told oh, you put on a PA voice, I can do anything. It is mad. You can always see you just slipping into it. Yeah, I love it. We were talking um, about it today, actually. Rich and Steph were asking about it. They were like, do you miss it? I was like, I miss Australia. I miss Australia. <laughs> yeah. Miss Australian coffee, but I do not miss flying. Australian coffee? Talk me through that one. What's, Mate, the, what's the difference? Their coffee is amazing. They take their time over it. Dark um, roast, lighter roast. Everything. Chocolate like, notes. 
Like, literally, it is an experience. Like, don't get me wrong, they do shit coffee in 7-Eleven. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you can go and get a quick convenience coffee. They have Starbucks. Do they have Starbucks? Yeah, they do have Starbucks. But, like, you find a little independent... It's like going to London and ordering a yeah, coffee yeah, yeah. from a no, nice that's... little independent coffee shop, you know? Um, and, like, we were lucky. We always stayed in cities. So, yeah, like Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, you know, you find a really decent little independent... You know when you get a good one, you go in there and like, if it's a guy serving, it's got a real hipster vibe, good beard going on. You're paying about five for it as well. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. But of you course. served with some kind of smashed avocado. And- <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was good. I do miss Australia as a place. I think it's brilliant. Really, really brilliant. Um, yeah. And I miss, miss having the time to myself. I miss having free time. I miss the security of being employed, but I do not miss feeling like shit i was gonna say welcome to the welcome to the pt life mate welcome to that pt life you can still i'd still rather be up at 5 a.m every morning than miss three nights sleep a week yeah that's what it comes down to because you'd never get that back i was gonna say i haven't done it but i can imagine it and it's not the one anyway shall we proceed yeah we've probably (laughs) some people have well tuned out by now (laughs) this is a one star one this one (laughs) Before the pod, it's like we were chatting and um, I was like, oh God, I'm knackered. And, and Amy, bless her, she's like, come on, let's not kind of you know, bring that energy to the pod. And I was like, no, no, I'm just tired. I'm just struggling. It's already coming across. I feel like, no, come on, Andy, let's go. I'm back in. I'm back in the game. Back in. Come on then, mate. So right. this first question actually came from a new client of yours Um that I had the pleasure of being in the same room as. She was a little bubbly ball of energy, wasn't she? It seemed like such a nice lady. And then you introduced her to our little podcast um, because she's a runner. And now she's in the process of binging it, I hope. Which which, which I love. I love that thought of just like, imagine just going back to, uh, what, what what's it now? It's like a year and two or three yeah. months something like that i mean yeah. yeah it's crazy but yeah so the client at hand is lucy let me just get her yeah her question up here hi lucy i'm waving hi lucy um and she just kind of messaged out the blue and was like oh i'm not sure if if we've spoken about it on the pod but she wanted to ask um a question on intermittent fasting and i thought well why not because we have spoken about it before um but not for god knows how long we did, we did a, I think we did a podcast, like one of the early ones about like different, different types or different ways to diet. I think that was it. We did a specific intermittent fasting podcast. You continue to talk. You, you're checking through the, uh, the numbers. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'll read out, I'll read out Lucy's question in the meantime. Um, so I oh, inter- did episode seven. Yeah. That's early door. So, so it, literally a year ago, June the 8th last year. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So the first part of the question was, have you and Amy ever done a podcast or given thoughts on intermittent fasting and its use when training a lot? And I think like the the training a lot part, I think that's kind of maybe what we're going to focus on today. And we'll just give you a little rundown of what intermittent fasting is. Um, but Lucy continues, I have intermittent fasted for a lot of the lockdown to stop stop me munching through the boredom but then started eating breakfast again when I was training longer as I was worried I wasn't fueling correctly. I still try to do at least 12 to 14 hours, so I won't eat after 8 in the evening unless training late and tend to have breakfast at 9 or 10 a.m. Thoughts on this. So um, where do we want to start, Rambo? Um, 
I'm going to, I'm going to throw it to you. I'll give you the job of, can you just, t- I've, I've never heard of intermittent fasting before. Okay. What, what is it? What is intermittent fasting? So intermittent fasting is periods where you restrain from eating, restrain or refrain, whichever one of you word you want to use. Refrain, um, I, I like. Let's say refrain from eating. Um, for It can be a multitude of reasons that people do it. Some people do it to aid fat loss because they think it's going to aid fat loss and we'll come on to that in a little bit can i just jump in rambo really quickly i've asked you what it is and you're so in tune with our brand that you've gone on to the why straight or straight i love i love that there we go well then that's it then (laughs) it's just period of time that people restrain or refrain from eating full stop that's it but i love it love it that you're like and this is why people do it this is what people need to i'm an educator andy i was brought up as a teacher i think so i think like if you've yeah how you put it there periods of time about you you're you refrain from eating that's it in a nutshell but how it's the the different versions of it i think people get a little bit um caught out by them they maybe have heard of intermittent fasting um through something like uh, 16 8 which would be you fast for 16 hours and you have an eight hour feeding window that's like really popular i would say that t- that's the one that probably people talking to in the gym comes up the most and the other one that oh go on rambo no, hand up. Say, some people might refer to that differently not as intermittent fasting, i'll go for it more as what we call time restricted feeding so i would say and there are different let's say clarifications of this I, I mean, me personally, I use those interchangeably. Uh, okay. So time-restricted feeding, I would say, is quite different. Oh, so time Time-restricted feeding, I would say you still eat within, within your waking hours every day, whereas intermittent fasting, you can set up however you want. Like we were talking about your client the other week who didn't eat for three days. That is intermittent fasting. But that's, whereas- also, that's also time-restricted feeding, right? uh depends well i would say more that time restricted feeding is you're still eating daily within your waking hours but you've actually restricted the hours in which you're consuming during that day rather than actually not eating for prolonged periods of time over 24 hours personally oh mate honestly i i use them like interchangeably yeah like i'm literally talking about the minutiae here and like i don't think there is any actual definitive clarification of it either I mean, I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong and please, please do. But I don't think there is a definitive clarification. I just think like we, we, we all fast overnight, right? Like Agreed. unless, unless you're, unless someone's getting up to, well, bodybuilders sometimes do this, get up to have like a protein shake at three in the morning. Don't do that. Don't do that. Anyway. Saying, please don't <laughs> do that. You're not missing out on any gains. Please don't do that. Um, but yeah, I think that the time restricted feeding thing for me, I suppose I would use that more if I was, um describing someone having a cutoff in the evening as in i don't eat after 8 p.m 9 p.m and maybe like the 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 initial part of the day is a little bit more fluid that makes sense yeah yeah. because i think if you're if you i don't know like if you if you just get up and have breakfast say you don't eat first thing say you're up at i don't know like you're us and you get up at like five six o'clock and you don't eat until nine which i don't yeah, and then you get home and then maybe you, I don't know, like you have your last meal at eight, let's say, eight it's or nine. pretty much me. Which is basically you. Well, 
earlier actually have my last meal. That could be one of three things. That could be a conscious decision to, I want to fast for 12 hours intermittent fasting. It could be because you don't want to eat a shitload of food before you go to bed and have a disturbed night's sleep. So it's like time restrictive feeding, or it could just be, that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you've exactly. never even heard it. You never heard of these terms yeah. before and you just do it and you naturally fast for 12 hours. And the first thing that jumped out, isn't it the first thing that I said when you read that question out, when you read Lucy's question out, I'll fast for 12 to 14 hours. I was like, isn't that called sleeping? And like getting up and waking. <laughs> I was like, not with we... a kid, it's not, mate. I'll tell you yeah, that. True. <laughs> true. Um, yeah, like, so Lucy's question was mainly around training though, wasn't it? And I think... I yeah, think sorry, I'm being than... massively pedantic there. No, no, yeah. no. I just mean, but like, I think rather than getting to a whole another podcast about intermittent fasting, I think... Let's just... How do you define intermittent <laughs> fasting? Here are the options. <laughs> get my Oxford dictionary out. Um, but, you know, like, let's talk about it around training. Yeah. Um, so like my initial opinion is like i've said millions of times on this podcast before if you prefer training fasted in terms that you get up early you do your training early you don't like eating before your training and you don't feel like your performance suffers great crack on just make your post workout the most optimal meal that you can in order to replenish what you might have lost or be lacking okay and i still stand by that principle that's what i do if i train very very early However, like I will make the meals that sandwich that fasted training as in dinner and breakfast, things that I know are going to support that training. Okay. Um, if you are training in the evening or at midday and you are implementing a fast um, or say you train late at night, I think it would be really, really hard to train midday and then implement a fast, to be honest, or any time around afternoon. If you are training, say, late at night because of your circumstances or maybe you're a shift worker, um, again, I think it's if training is important to you and if your training is your focus, let's say at that moment, and I mean training rather than fat loss or nutrition, if your training is your focus and you have a training goal, I do not think that implementing intermittent fasting is going to be a useful tool to get you to achieve that goal or optimize everything you can be doing to get you to that goal. That's my personal opinion. That's the word. It's the op it's the optimized word. I think you can get away with it. I think you can oh, do massively. it and be absolutely fine. But I, do I don't think it can be optimal. Um, not applied rigidly. Let's let's put it that way. And because you can, when you adopt an approach, this is kind of what I try and get across to cl to clients. Like a low so like low carb, right, mm. is a classic. I actually think that for a lot of people, having like one maybe two low carb days a week is quite a good idea because uh, it kind of offsets potentially some indulgence at the weekend. It doesn't mean I'm going low carb. It's just, it's a tool that I'm going to use for a couple of days. And I think it's intermittent fasting is exactly the same. I think the more often you train, the fussier it gets to try and implement it. Mm. Um, whereas if you're, you might have your training set up. So you're maybe train a couple of days a week, or maybe you do two a days you stack that you don't fast on the, on the kind of the days leading up to it, but maybe the days in between you do implement a fast. But I mean, even that you could argue then are you getting the, you know, the enough nutrients to recover, but Lucy's quite, I mean, and, and Lucy alludes to this when she said um, that she'd been doing intermittent fasting, but then was worried she wasn't fueling correctly. And I think that's, so for me, I'm a massive fan of intermittent fasting. 
for fat loss. Yeah. And I'm less of a fan if training is the focus and it doesn't, but it, even that, like I said, doesn't mean you can't do it, but I think at some point you're going to shortchange yourself in terms of nutrient availability, uh, like caloric load might be lacking a little bit. You might not quite get enough protein in, or you don't get it in at like the best possible time. So yeah, like you said, I would pick if training is the focus and you're trying to maximize that training effect, it might be worth adopting a, um, a less rigid approach with it, not trying to shoehorn your goal into an intermittent fasting setup, but maybe use it sporadically as and when. Um, I was just going to say, and you pretty much answered the question, what clients would you use intermittent fasting with? Um, and yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. Like Fat loss fat clients. Loss, fat loss clients. Um, people, people who don't like breakfast people who don't like breakfast but even then you're not asking to do them to, for them to do anything they don't already do um the only other demographic that i can think of that i would implement a fast or a fasting period with or maybe just term it a period of fasting and i have done this in the past is shift workers um so people that are struggling to lose weight and they do night shifts quite commonly. So I quite often build them a structure, like with, with them, with, together we build a structure or basically a timetable of their week based on their shift pattern that actually builds in different feeding windows, time-restricted periods of eating that more often than not rely on them having some period of fasting while they are awake as well, mainly because their days aren't normal. Their days are very shifted. So, for example, one of my clients was a paramedic. Um, we implemented a fast with him on his night shift, whereas his last meal would be at like nine, half nine, and then he wouldn't have anything again until he got home at seven in the morning. Sometimes that shifted a little bit depending on what he was doing throughout the day, but it was, it was a feeding window. And like, again, applying those real kind of like, because otherwise when you're tired, if you don't feel like you've got those almost, I don't like saying the word, word rules, but those like that framework it can, it makes fat loss really, really, really difficult. And, you know, that is a time of the day where usually we would be asleep. So we would be in a fasted state, but um, when the rule, when you're not, when those rules, and I mean the rules of nature in terms of night and day <laughs> are taken away from you, it becomes really difficult. So that's another kind of um, another client that I would like really use intermittent fasting or like a window of eating with. Um, I put a little bit of an ending to my day. I like not to eat past eight o'clock, but again, it's not a hard and fast rule because say we go out for dinner at the weekend, I don't give a shit what time I eat. Quite often I go to I go to bed if we go out for dinner and I'm like, oh God, I ate a bit too much, I feel really full, you know? I think the, like looking at the, this is like, again, podcast bingo, mark it off your cards. The, uh, like deal with the client that's in front of you yeah and if you know if you know several different approaches and you think actually with your shift work or your shift pattern this could work really well then suggest it and even then it might not work you might yeah. might hate it might be like actually no i need i need snacks and stuff i'll tell you the the uh, did you do you bring up like my client who had the three-day fast yeah yeah so dave he um gonna he, name him, but there you go no nah, he's fine he's good um, <laughs> i saw him actually the other day running there you go his running's insane, by the way. Well done, Dave. Yeah. Absolutely Tall, killing he's it. He's got long legs. He's using them to his advantage, that is for mm. sure. Um, what was I going to say? Dave's three-day fast. Three-day fast. Yeah, so he did that not because 
he almost just did it to see how his body would react to it he was just kind of curious and he, he'd done like a day fast and what and the thing he found with doing it for like 24 hours or maybe even 36 hours was he was quite shocked how his hunger leveled off how like the hunger kind of peaks when your body's expecting you to eat because of that habitual kind of feeding that we we get into and then he's like yeah he goes there were points when i could eat he said but it was weird he described it as weird that you'd expect after 24 hours to be absolutely ravenous. And after three days, you'd expect to be even more hungry. He said after three days, he was, he definitely wanted to eat. I mean, he deliberately hadn't trained for that period. So again, smart, right? He's not training and mm. doing the running. Then he was like, Oh, I'm not going to be training for a few days. I'm going to just see how it goes. Um, and it's just, I mean, he, him, himself, he's in phenomenal shape now, right? Mm. He's lost a decent amount of weight. He's training really well. It's not because he's fasting when he's doing these doing these runs. It's almost the opposite. It's like when he has a bit more downtime and he's busy with work, he fasts a bit more. And when he's running more and training with me in the gym, he eats a little bit more. Yeah. That to me is like common sense. Yeah. That's quite definitely. nice. That's quite like... <laughs> Reassuring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, the, that's... The... Please. I was just going to say, so I, I mean, I'll just kind of finish my piece of intermittent fasting. I'm a, mass, I'm a massive fan of it because... Not only has it worked with clients, it's worked for me, but it's always around when I'm trying to get leaner or when clients are trying to lose weight. The other people that have had um, success with it, let's say, have just kind of dabbled with it because they maybe they didn't have like a, a specific fat loss or even training goal. It just worked well with, like you said, like shift panel, their work structure. So fat loss, and if it works for you, both of those are definite... Um, definite reasons to give it a go and that's the last thing that i was going to say is that the word you've just picked up on is a reason to do it like sometimes you'll talk to people and they'll be like oh i do intermittent fasting you're like why oh well i just i just do i feel like it controls my weight right okay and you're still trying to lose weight are you and how long you've been doing intermittent intermittent fasting for six months okay you might want to look at that like do you know what i mean like think about again podcast bingo why are you doing it Think about oh, the full why. Cir full circle, Rambo. Full circle. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Just think about why you're doing it and if it serves you you, and if maybe there could be a better way of doing things. And, and also the... don't define yourself by these things. Like I often fast at, or fast or let's say shift the feeding window at the weekends when I know my meals are going to be larger and a bit more calorie dense. I probably won't have breakfast until 11 o'clock, maybe even half 12, you know. But during the week when I'm up earlier, I need the energy. I will have breakfast. Yeah. Like. And having, having a, a reason is, is key to it, right? And let me tell you also, preference is a reason. Yes. It's like, I like eating like that. And actually, if you do train a lot, but you really love, let's say you're, you're enjoying training and you love intermittent fasting and you're still able to train and you're happy with the training results, then crack on. Knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. Um, I hope that answers your question, Lucy. Yeah, cheers, Lucy, for that. I appreciate and I that. I look forward to seeing you again in the gym and meeting you properly. I'll have Lucy tomorrow at 6 a.m. Get yeah, yourself ready, Lucy. 6 a.m., sorry. Um, next portion of the pod. Mm. Slightly juicy, juicy one, this, mate. Do you want to run with it? Yeah. Let's go, shall we? So this came... We've had this conversation a few times, I think, between ourselves as friends um in a personal and a professional sense and now the gyms are open up and again opening up again 
spending more time with our colleagues and our other PTs. I think we're, um, so just to like give a bit of context around the gym that we work in. So we work in a gym where we are all self-employed PTs. So we don't do any kind of gym hours. So our clients are our own, but we rent the gym basically. So we pay for the use of the gym. Um, so, you know, that is an expense. We have to know that there's money coming in in order to do that. Um, and we chat a lot amongst ourselves about, you know, um, what we've been through during the days and client problems and things like that. And one conversation and one topic that keeps coming up, I think, like I said, definitely between me and you, Andy, as friends, and then with other PTs that we chat to is um, setting boundaries and actually um, the curse of being a people pleaser, let's say, and saying yes to everything and always feeling like... Um, I think, I think this is very specific to being a personal trainer, let's say, or maybe other industries as well. I mean, if you can think of any, then great. But like when people, or particularly people that coach or do any kind of coaching, um, when people are paying for you and paying for your time and your advice and your support, there is a tendency to think that you have to be available for them all the time and much at detriment to your own um well-being let's say or boundaries or definitely time i would say so this is just a conversation that we were having and we thought it would be really really good to delve into it um particularly with the phase of kind of let's say lockdown and covid that we're in at the moment because this is the first week where the weather's really turned and it's beautiful it's absolutely gorgeous outside People are getting a lot more social. We can have a lot more gatherings and get togethers. Subsequently, we're having a lot more invitations out. So maybe people that also, I'm finding this with a few of my clients. And again, if Andy, you are, please feel free to jump in as well. People that have maybe started on a fat loss or a training journey a few weeks ago, now things are opening up and they're starting to be a, more, be a bit more social it was very easy back then when they weren't doing things or they weren't having to say no to things. Whereas now there's actually got a little bit of, got to be a little bit of priority or a little bit of restraint, let's say, because when you are in those moments, you don't want to restrict, but can you actually say yes to everything and still stay on track? And I would argue that you can't. Um, you can say yes to being in the moment, but if you've got a fat loss goal, can you say yes to every plate of food that's put in front of you? I don't think you can, unless you're employing, in, employing very heavy intermittent fasts. <laughs> um, so, you know, like that's just something that we, that's just a topic we kind of just wanted to drop in the middle of us there and see what opened up, isn't it, mate? Yeah, this this is a, this is like what I'd call like a, an organic um, podcast topic yeah. because definitely anyone listening to this who's self-employed i would say you will know you'll have a good idea what i mean here and this is not a knock at people who are employed but i think people who are employed or maybe haven't been self-employed before think that oh, it must be amazing being self-employed you kind of make your own hours you can kind of do your own thing and in theory that's correct but the reality of it is, like, so for personal trainers, for example, a lot of people are going to want to train before work and a lot of people are going to train, want to train after work. 
So that could lead to, and especially I was like this in, in my early days as a PT, I'd be getting to the gym probably between six and seven in the morning, and I'd be finishing between nine and 10 in the evening. Now, as a 20 something PT, 20 year old PT, who was just wanted to earn money, wanted to get clients, just was like gym, gym obsessed with the gym. That's fine. Whereas 39 year old Andy, not, not so much. Don't want to be pulling those kind of hours. And, but what that, the issue with that is you, so again, I'll use myself as an example for this. You build up a client base, you want to, you're, you're hopefully you become a PT because you want to help people. I think PT, good PTs inherently, they are, they do want to help and they, they are people pleasers. It kind of comes with the territory a little bit. And I think that how this maps onto, you know, other people that aren't PTs, uh, if you've got a, if you've got a health or fitness or weight loss, fat loss goal, and you're a people pleaser, this can, this can really hinder your progress. Cause if you, like Amy was saying, if you say yes to every single social occasion or obligation, or even if you just feel, feel bad for not having a drink that night or not going, not going out for that meal, it can really, yeah, it can really hinder your, hinder your progress. And lockdown has exacerbated this, or sorry, I should say the easing of lockdown has, has exacerbated this massively because I, I've definitely, so I'm exactly the same as you Rambo in terms of clients wise, there's that wave of right, we're back in the gym, we're back on it. You know, you make them first few weeks of progress, but now more and more people are meeting up more and more people have been vaccinated. So confidence is high going out and meeting with big groups of people doesn't feel scary anymore. Um, but with those, and when we discussed this before we started recording, we are all for being social, meeting up, A-list priority events, you know, seeing your family, going out, having fun. I mean, let's face it, after the year that, that everyone's just had, who can blame someone for wanting to do that? But that can be in direct conflict with a, you know, a health goal. If those meetups involve a shit ton of food and quite a lot of alcohol at the same time and it's like with all this stuff it's it's finding a balance but yeah i'm definitely talking to the the kind of the people pleasers out there like it's just learning to say no or even not necessarily uh, a blunt no but uh i'd love to but yeah. is um, a is a good skill to develop definitely um we broke this down into a couple of categories didn't we in terms of areas of your life that we like it's very difficult to set boundaries i think it might if we go through each one in turn some are obviously going to be like longer than others so i think if we talk about jobs and careers to start with obviously we can talk about our own experiences as personal trainers um but i know this will apply to a lot of people even with office jobs and things like that like why setting boundaries is important so like as a personal trainer on as a nutrition coach um obviously like you 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 are in touch with your clients and you know some people say oh you shouldn't be friends with your clients but I actually think it's really lovely to be friends with your clients and I think when you spend a lot of time with people like we do spend time with our clients I think if you're not friends with them it kind of sometimes makes the job a little bit more difficult but also being friends with them can make the job more difficult as well um, but that also means that sometimes it can feel like there's a constantly open way of communication um, 
or that you have to be there for them all the time, whenever they call, whenever they need, whatever happened, whatever you're doing in your life. Um, and if you, I know for me, for example, like next week, I'm taking the week off. It's my birthday. I'm going to go and see my mum who's been on her own. I've seen her like three or four times in the last year, which anyone who knows me and Jane is just knows that that's ridiculous. Like we used to live together. We used to work together, everything. So I'm taking some time for me to spend with my mum. I will still work two of those days. I will still do nutrition client check-ins. So is that me not being willing to say no or is that me not setting enough boundaries to start with um is that me and even then i feel like i need to justify taking that week off well why are you going away well it's my birthday and i haven't seen my mum for ages and i was going to go abroad but we're not but i'm still going to just going to go and stay with her and then we're going to do all this really nice stuff and is that okay like <laughs> i don't have to justify my time to anybody you know i have managed my time effectively with my face-to-face -face clients everyone will get the sessions that they've still paid for it's just so happens that I'm not going to be there for that week that means that I am then busier the rest of the time just to take one week off but am I ever going to be able to take a week off without say doing nutrition coaching for those check-in days like it's 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 hard it becomes very very difficult in your career but the danger with not setting those boundaries like I haven't done, let's say, with my nutrition clients, because I'm committing to doing check-ins every single week with them. And anyone that's listening that is a nutrition client, I'm still really happy to do your <laughs> check-in, okay? Um, but the danger by not setting those boundaries is now when I do take time off or want to take time off, I'm in a situation where I'm like, I don't feel like I can say. And then I feel obligated and then I feel guilt let's say or then I worry or become anxious about the fact that oh well what if they leave me you know you want to give and provide a good service because it's something you value and it's something that you to, like you know pride yourself in and the when the boundaries aren't set from the get-go it becomes very easy just to agree to things but then also does that put us at a position where we let people almost walk all over us because there's no almost, we don't respect our time enough, you know? So when we don't apply the same respect to our time as anybody else, we're gonna, going to respect our, our, our downtime as well. Now, what do you think about that? God, it's massive. Um, I think the older I get, the more I realize that time is a precious resource. I'll say that right right from the, out the gate. Um, again, so like the PT perspective here, and, and like I said before, like, be, like being self-employed and essentially like, yeah, I can make my own diary. Um, I, the, the, the longer I'm in the industry, the more boundaries I set. And I completely understand like when you move online or you're doing online check-ins, there's definitely a discussion to be had there. Cause I have done that. I've um, done check-ins on holiday or when I've been away. Um, but I will um, definitely now I'll discuss that with, with Sarah, who's going to, you know, the person potentially it could, it could affect. Um, and depending on what we're doing, like if we're in the middle of, uh, if we're in, like when we went to Chile and we're in like a hostel in the middle of the desert, I've kind of told clients ahead of time there, I can't, I don't know what the Wi-Fi is going to be like the stress of like, not because if I, the thing is it's the worst scenario is saying you're going to do it. And then for me, it's like not being able to do it. I would just be stressing out mm. so it's easy so actually then it's like do you know what i'm off 
for those two weeks or for that. Um, I think I was away for three and I did check-ins for the first one because I was in Santiago. And then after that, it was like, no, I'm, I'm kind of done. Um, and yeah, that's, that works really well with clients in the gym. Like my, my hours now, and, and I'm really aware when I say this, like if someone sat there listening to this and they've got like a nine to five job and then like, yeah, it's all right for you. You can make your own hours. And I do get that. And I, and I want to talk about people that are employed and not speaking to employers. Um, Cause I'm a massive expert having been self-employed for my entire career. Um, but as a, as a self-employed PT, I have uh, talk about intermittent fasting or time restricted feeding. I have like time restrictions on when I'm in the gym and I have to self-impose them. So when, when clients ask, can you do, oh, I'm looking for evenings. Uh, and then before they say anything else, I'm like, oh, I don't work evenings. Mm. And, and I try and not nip it in the bud. I, I don't like talk about their goals and stuff because it's just not fair. Or maybe I'll be like, do you know what? There is, you know, there's another PT that works in the evenings. Maybe we'll have a chat. Um, and the reason why I do that is because if I don't, and, and I, I do work the odd evening with like one client, well, then in my head, it's like, well, it's not fair just to do it for one or two. I have to open up the diary then and, and kind of let everyone get the sessions that they want. And, and I'll just end up kind of burning myself out. But the big reason why, obviously, like Max on the scene now, like having a, having a child, the draw to come home is stronger. Um, so I actually find it easier now to say no to stuff. But it's not, it's not just about about max it's about having time for me to train and i'm still struggling with that to get to train as much like this week will probably be the first week where i hit everything that i wanted to do at the start um so i need i need to program in time for myself to train i don't want to be coming home completely burnt out and just being there in body and not in spirit and just sitting there like a zombie um while sarah tries to have a conversation with me um and it's to use like an overused phrase at the moment, maybe like for me, it is about like mental health. Right. And about, um, I don't know, like what you can, a little bit about priorities, but what you can, what you can also tolerate. Um, just really, really quickly, I'll let you jump back in Rambo. But so for me, it's like, I'm able to set up the diary and, and that leads to me being, being able to achieve like my, my health goals at the moment. If you're employed and you can't make essentially make your own hours. I think a lot of people now are going to be in a better position than they've ever been with flexible working and being able to work from home or potentially being able to do some kind of split where you're in the office for two days at home for three or something like that. And I think people should think long and hard about, and I'm, and I'm sure people being home and spending more time with their family or their partner over lockdown has led them to think, I quite like this. I, I know a ton of people like this who are like, oh, I've been missing out a bit. I've been on a train for three hours every day and kind of stuck in an office at doing a job. I'm not, I don't particularly love and not everyone can just like bin off their job and do something else. But I, I think, and I, and I know like financial pressures and all that kind of stuff, but doing something that you, that you don't like, I don't think you have to love what you do, but you've at least got to like it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, so I, I Sorry, mate, go on. No, no, so I think if you can have, even having that conversation, like having a conversation with a boss or um, someone who has that power to, uh, to kind of like structure your day have it and, and telling them where you're at, you lose nothing by doing that. And if they're like, no, um, you're in the office five days a week and you're going to have to suck up that three-hour round commute, I think you've got a real decision to make. Mm. 
if your health's suffering and you can't train and you've got no energy a lot when you're at home, I, I think, I mean, part of that's like, that's not even necessarily being a people pleaser. That might just be like what you feel you have to do. But I do think like they're your boundaries, right? You don't have to work there. Like you could be like, no, I can't do that. I'm not willing to do that. Um, but sorry, mate, you were going to say. No, really on the same thread, like um, know what you're capable of and know, I think it's very important to have an awareness of your own capacity bucket. And we did that podcast a few, I think, oh God, coming up to again, like the end of last summer, which was about what we value. And both of us said like time with our partner, I think it was before Max was born. And we both said like time with our partner. And I'm very fortunate as well in that I will, I have one evening slot. I will take one client every night. Um, and that's it because Jack is home every night for half seven. I want to be home at least for seven o'clock so I can cook dinner and that we sit down and we have a meal together. And I'm sorry, that is non-negotiable for me. Absolutely non-negotiable. And I'm very fortunate to be in that position, but also like, no, if I, if you say yes to everything, if it's another project that your boss puts on your desk, if it's another invitation to a social, which we'll come on to in a, in a bit, like, know that you only have a certain capacity for energy and depending on what is going on in your life all those little things add up and add up and add up and when you spread yourselves too thin something has to give and whether it is your mental health whether it is your inability to cope with the smallest thing whether it is your relationship whether it is your um your colleagues or your boss's perception of your capability as well you know because i would do would I would rather do a bloody good job and be well respected for being the best at what I do than be able just to do everything, you know, but not do anything particularly great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think when you, for example, when we talk about PTs and coaching and anyone that is self-employed, because there is real financial fear um, of actually consistently earning the same amount of money per month, the tendency is just to say yes to everything, but actually, where is your time best spent? Yeah, a lot of my time is best spent working. Is there more time during the day that I could optimize? Probably, but what are my values? My values are my health. That means that I need to have an hour to train a day, like during the week or at least four to five times a week. My values are my relationships. So I need to have at least one evening a week where I can speak to my mum properly, we generally speak for like five times, 10 minutes a day, but like, you know, like there's an evening with my boyfriend there. I actually like to have time to spend with my friends. I like a full day clear where I don't go to the gym at least once a week, if not twice a week, you know, it's, it, it's allowing yourself time to give to everything that you find important, like learning. I find important at the moaning, at the, mo at the moaning, at the moment, I'm really, struggling. I like learning. I like moaning. I like moaning. They're, they're, um, they're at the moment, keys. at the moment, I'm really finding time to like struggling to find time to study. So that's something that I know that I need to actually shift some stuff around to make time for, because I enjoy that. And that's gone by the wayside because it's not as much of a time constraint or a time limit on it, but it is a priority. So, you know, we only have, to coin a better phrase a certain amount of fucks to give to everything <laughs> and you have to have time to fill up your fuck bucket <laughs> nicely put mate uh, i mean there's a reason why like the i suppose like the four pillars we've got here are career which we've kind of just discussed family diet and training that to me just screams health you could bracket that all as health because if one of them is off 
Um, again, like training, you could probably, you know, you'll have kind of peaks and troughs with it. But if you've got something going on at, at work or with your family, then it's going to be hard to then find the motivation or even just care about training and diet potentially. And I think just to, just to kind of wrap up the, um, wrap up the kind of job or, or career side of things, there's a guy, there's a guy called John Goodman who, who developed a website called the personal training development center, but he, 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 he's like written several books and he kind of speaks a bit of a lot, quite a lot on business actually. And he was talking about, again, this is, this is applied to, he was talking referencing personal trainers, but I mean, you can, anyone can use this. And he was like, look, he's like, it's not all about like how much money you earn. He's like, look, we all want more clients and stuff. But he said, think about it like this. If you've got a, I think he called it like the freedom budget. He's like, you should write down basically like, you know, mortgage, um, food shop, bills all the absolute essentials like real basic like what is the absolute minimum you need to earn to kind of have those covered and then you can start adding in things like going out for a meal once a week maybe you got a car you know lease or something like that and the thing is right so i know this is like real like kind of like privileged person problems but I'm talking now to people who, uh, my clients in particular, that you know do work in the city, have got that commute, do earn really good money, but let's just so let's just call it. Let's say someone earns a hundred grand, right? But you can do everything you kind of need and want. You can get by, scrape by on sixty, and to earn sixty grand, you can work in Bishop Stortford and you can do a four day week. Now, for some people, it's like no, no, no. I want the hundred grand. I'm accustomed to that lifestyle. It's worth it. I, I, you know, I, I enjoy the job. I like the buzz of going into the city and all that stuff. But I guarantee there's a chunk of people because I've spoken to them that are like, I don't know what extra I'm getting for that extra 40 grand. Fuck knows what it is after tax if you're earning that much. But do you know what I mean? It's like, think about it like that think about it like that because once once the essentials are covered and even like the kind of the minimal you know the going out cost uh, maybe you throw in holidays and stuff like that as well but time is just like i said the older i get the more i realize time is a precious resource so yeah just think about it like that i completely agree mate um let's apply this to like diet then and training and more like things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis with our clients so like setting boundaries um particularly when we think about lockdown and lockdown easing a little bit and you are getting a few more invitations out you want to say yes to everything maybe it isn't a case of people pleasing maybe it's just a case of choice and you actually want to say yes to everything and you're like you know what I want to go for that lunch. I want to go for brunch on Saturday. I want to go on that night out. I want to eat cheese and wine on a Thursday night. I want to go for a roast dinner and have a sticky toffee pudding on a Sunday. Oh my God, it's so hot. Could you even imagine it? So much. Give me the ice cream. Uh, Yeah. Um, I'm going to have some ice cream tonight. Um, So yeah, like maybe you want to say yes to all of those things, but you've started on a fat loss journey and you've got a fat loss goal. Um, and it's not a list. None of it's a list. Okay. None of it is a justifiable reason why you cannot make allowances or exercise restraint in those situations, aside from the fact that you don't want to. Okay. I would really question 
why the reasons behind why you feel like you can't exercise restraint or why you I would really assess that fat loss goal and whether that is something that you really want to do and if it is a case of why do you want to lose weight oh, I just I just want to lose weight why because I want to be in a skinnier body why like pin it well my clothes don't fit me anymore but why don't they fit you anymore is it because you're not doing any exercise in which case can we switch the focus to more of a health promoting behavior to in order for your clothes to fit you oh because um i've actually really enjoyed this last few months with my family and i've enjoyed relaxing a little bit or maybe i have drunk a little bit more um and i don't want to stop that okay well you might have to accept that you have to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe then because if that's what you value and that's what you want to enjoy a little bit more then accept that you're going to have to buy bigger clothes and i don't mean that as a negative like body shape is relative they are it is a number in a label in a piece of clothing it doesn't mean you're a bad person um like there has to be some kind of restraint and there's a these conversations i'm having with client client with like nutrition clients quite a lot recently in terms of you know you can still enjoy these moments even when they get sprung on you last minute okay so say you're you've met a friend for coffee and then all of a sudden you've been there for an hour an hour and a half and they're like do you know what should we go and get some lunch and your initial reaction is oh shit I haven't planned for that like oh but I really want to go get lunch like but like usually when we get lunch I'd go and have like a massive jacket potato or I know that she likes a Nando's and we go or we go and get a pizza or like she really likes to go and get a burger like doesn't mean you can't go for lunch with that person maybe all that takes is oh god I really want to go for lunch but I'm really conscious of what I'm eating right now and I don't want this to derail my progress. Would you mind if I choose, if I chose where we go? Because I know if we go to this place, I can have a grilled chicken salad or a chicken wrap or I can have eggs on toast or I can have, um, like, I know that I can have a burger with no bun at this place as opposed to the place where you go, where like it's a gourmet burger and chips at 1500 calories, you know, if you're going out with a friend that won't say yes to that, then I would say they're a pretty shitty friend, to be honest. But like, you know, there is, you don't have to say no to these things. But if you are passionate about the journey that you are on, you have to understand that in that moment, there is a choice. And if you choose the less than optimal choice, it's because you don't value the goal enough. Yeah, and maybe you've just got the wrong goal, right? This exactly. is what we were speaking about earlier on. Um, I think, yeah, so at the moment, there's no doubt about it. There's like, there's just more invitations and messages that that we're kind of all getting with people wanting to meet up. And it's amazing because it's really nice to see people that we haven't seen for like a year plus. Um, but that being said, I think if it's, if it's just kind of like ad hoc meetups, are we just going to head down the coffee shop and, and grab breakfast or whatever? Like, like Rambo said, you can still go. In those instances, if you're going to go, just fucking choose wisely. Yeah. Like that, that, that to me is like, it doesn't, if you really cannot say no to like uh, when people are kind of asking you out, especially if they're not kind of like close friends and family and you still want to go along, just go along, but just choose wisely. If you go along and you don't, and you're just like kind of, um, kind of heading from i was gonna say one disaster to another let me just kind of get this point out there the reason why me and rambo are passionate about this is that we on the gym floor we have these conversations with clients or people we're working with and they're like 
you'll see them on a Monday morning. They're like, fucking hell, the weight's gone through the roof again. And again, we know it's not, you know, it's a lot of that's fluid. But like the the Friday night meal, the Saturday night, the Saturday morning fry up, the the pub lunch, the two bottles of red wine on the Saturday night, and you've been with them all week in the gym and they've been grafting, and you're just like, you've got to, you cannot uh, to to just trot out an old cliche you cannot out train a, a diet like that no you just can't and if it's if we're talking about um the a-list and by that for new listeners the a-list are basically like you know close friends and family the things that you're always going to go to regards and you should go to those events if it's those people speak to them like have a conversation and say and not ideally not when you rock up to the table like because you don't want to be having this conversation potentially in front of a big group like take a side like your one or two closest friends or like you know your your partner or your mum and dad or whatever and just say look do you know what at the moment i'm re- i'm struggling with this a bit um i i want to come to the birthday party but i'm i'm not going to drink can we not make a big deal of it like i'm just going to have um you know i'm i'm just going to I'm going to say I'm drinking gin and tonic, but really I'm going to have like just diet lemonade. Can you just go along with it? And can you, when you get the drinks, can you just sort me out? You might have to do like kind of tactics in, in um, wanky air quotes like that. But I think like Rambo said, I'd like to think if these people, if you've got a goal that you really value and you're talking to people who you really value as friends and love as family members, they should get this. And actually I think the harder thing is when you think that, you've got a good friend and they don't yeah. get it yeah that's, that's hard to deal with that's hard that and, and that is that kind of setting boundaries thing where you're like you might if so like one of the examples we were talking about was that always comes to my mind when i think about this is you go on a night out you're trying to stick to the diet so you decide right i'm not drinking and then like one of your friends is like oh don't be boring no oh, come on oh, why aren't you you know it's that kind of tone it's a one-off you kind of bat it off if that keeps happening you're going to have to take that friend aside and say, mate, can you just not do that? Cause I feel I'm really struggling with it anyway. You're doing that in front of the rest of the group. I feel the, I feel the peer pressure then to do it. And I'm likely, I'm either going to crack, have a great time potentially, but then feel shit the next morning, or I'm going to have a really awkward night for the rest of the night as you get slowly pissed and yeah. start telling me I'm boring <laughs> every five minutes. Definitely. Definitely. And like, like I said before, all you're doing is making the process even harder for yourself and even longer for yourself. Like dieting can be as easy as you make it and as quick as you make it. If you're prepared to go for it and actually just have those hard conversations and exercise that restraint where you need to, it means that you don't have to restrict when you do have those A-list things. And dieting, you just want to get in, get it done and get out again. (laughs) 100% 100% agree like, with that. Like, don't yeah. make it any harder for yourself or feel like it's an uphill battle. The only person that is making it an uphill battle is you. That yeah. is all, That is honestly, that is all I've got to say on the matter because as much as Andy and I advocate things like no foods are off limits, you can have everything you love and still lose weight. You can drink when you're on having a diet, you know, prioritize the A-list things. You can still go out for dinner there does come a point where we're not, and we've never once said that calories don't matter, 
We've never once said that you can exercise or out train a bad diet. You know, we still stand by scientific principles of fat loss. And if your reasons for wanting to lose weight are justifiable to you, like not to me or Andy, but to you, you fundamentally believe that you're, you know, you are, that is a real core value that you want to be lose weight for whatever your reasons. And they are good reasons then just get it done, get it done as quickly as you can, prioritize, exercise that restraint where you need to. It does not make you boring. It does not make you less interesting, less fun, less lovable, less, you know, less enjoyable to be around. It doesn't matter what you've got on your plate. It shouldn't matter to anybody else, you know, (laughs) just get it done. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. Could not get in, get it done, get the hell out and then just, and chill. But and the diet like and again don't get us wrong and i don't think anyone is like it's not it is that thing of it's simple but it's it's not easy it's not it's not easy to say no to people i don't find it easy to say no to people i don't think find it easy to have those conversations there's tons of conversations that i wanted to have that i didn't have and and actually should have done um in terms of setting boundaries and and yeah, just te- just telling people where you're at with it. Actually, kind of, it's almost like you're putting yourself out there a bit, saying that that you care about it. Yeah, it, it's putting. I think yourself- that's the hardest thing as well. It, it's saying it is. this is actually something I care about. Yeah, and it's quite, yeah. and it can and maybe actually you might be pleasantly surprised. Though. That's the thing. You might actually say to someone, and you might think, oh, they might take this a bit badly, and then oh shit, man, I didn't know this was such a big deal. And then that's great. And then you're like, oh fucking hell, why didn't I say something sooner? So yeah, friends and family, I think you you kind of owe it to. Um, at least put it out there if this is something that that that, that means something to you um i think in terms of like training and stuff um bernie from the last podcast made a really good point and it kind of stuck in my head about having the having the family meeting yeah like where, oh, so, so, I loved that. So, so like a really so this is just like a, a little takeaway like it kind of like maybe i don't know if it got lost in the last podcast but i remember just being like fucking hell that's, that's like simple but genius a family meeting where her and Will uh, planned like their events. They're like yeah. 10Ks or like um, triathlons and stuff like that. So they were like, well, what we do is we plan those ahead. So one, it means that, you know, if you get invited to the barbecue that day, it's like, oh shit, I'm at, a, I'm, at Lon- I'm doing the London try. I can't do it. But the other thing I thought about was, fuck me, you put those events in there because then there's a firm dating. So whether you do that training or you eat the diet and stuff, hey, that's, that's on up. you it's happening i'm getting in that i'm getting in that wetsuit and then that's it yeah and that's the same thing and like but i love the idea of perspective planning anyway like i am a planner like jack will tell you i cannot bear not having anything in the diary but if you and this is so true whether you've got a fat loss goal you can apply this to anything if you're logging in my fitness pal and you don't know what you're eating the next day or two days later Maybe you should start to think about that, particularly if you're not seeing results. Maybe you need to set yourself up for success a little bit better for the next few days. Same to be said for the diary. If you know that you're trying to lose weight and you want to get down to a certain weight in the next month, six weeks, two months, and you're looking at that diary and you're like, oh shit, well, I've actually got Andy's wedding that weekend. I've got a weekend away with the girls that weekend. We're then going out for so-and-so's birthday that weekend. And you've got three or four, what you would call A-list events in that that period. I'd maybe start to think about or maybe like assess whether that goal is realistic as well yeah. and set yourself some boundaries too. 100%, mate. Well put. 
there's the cherry on top of the cake. Happy days. You're welcome. Um, right, after a, a fairly slow start, we got we got going on that. Doesn't take we? long, does it? Doesn't <laughs> I was take like, long. It's like did like the watch tapping sign. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's 25 past five. Where did that come from? <laughs> sorry mate i don't like to wrap you up i'm like the the guy who and the recording studio that's like <laughs> when wind, i was teaching we used to wind one, it up why don't we like teaching there used to be one of us sat, sat in the back of the classroom going <laughs> oh dear right go and float mate go and have a oh, nice go and have so a nice funny. float off tell you what if it's I, well, I don't know if I want it to be cold or warm with this weather. I am looking forward to getting back already, though, and having some ice cream. That's stay, stay tuned, listeners, to next week where we'll get the uh, the full rundown. Unless Amy's obviously murdered. murdered. <laughs> In which case, I'm flying solo. And he's got it. It's his pod. He was the murderer. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bit of a morbid start to the podcast. Oh God, morbid end to this. So, one current well. events. Rambo, remember her? <laughs> She made the news in the float oh, tank man. mysteries. <laughs> Kill me. Oh, oh, see what I did there. <laughs> boom, boom. Oh, that was fun. Um, as always, listeners, if you enjoyed this, if you think it's been an interesting topic of discussion, again, it's kind of like against our usual uh, usual topics. But like Andy said, one of the more organic ones that we do, which uh, we enjoy. Um, please, please, please just drop us an email, send us some feedback. We do love listening and we try to respond when we can. Um, if you'd like, if you're interested to work with myself or Andy, like we just said, we don't work evenings, um, <laughs> or you're in the Bishop Stortford area, but we do do online nutrition coaching, <laughs> which is available even when we're on holiday in South America, <laughs> then uh, please, yeah, just drop us a drop us an email or um, yeah, and our details are all in the show notes. Or if you're in the Bishop Stortford area and you want to come down to Koru and say hi, Please do so. We love a bit of fangirling as well, don't Amazing we? Amazing sign off, Rambo. That's one of my that's one of your best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it there. I'm adding nothing. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. And uh, we will look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Not Another Fitness podcast. Andy and I really do appreciate all your feedback and questions that you take the time to send us. If you really like the podcast and you're listening via Spotify or another platform, please share it either via Instagram, Facebook, or direct with anyone you think would enjoy it. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please pop down, give us a five-star rating and a little review. We really do love reading all your feedback. And if you want to follow us over on our socials or get in touch with us direct, you'll find me over on Instagram at Coach Amy Rams with a Z. And you'll find Andy over on Facebook at his Facebook group, Eat, Move, Lift, Enjoy. And as long as you're not an absolute tool, he'll probably accept you. And they were his words, not mine.